Welcome to Trap Talks. My name is Sushant. I am an e-commerce entrepreneur and each week we bring an inspiring entrepreneur or business person from e-commerce, retail or tech industries to help you discover how to start and grow your own e-commerce business. Thanks for spending some time with me today and let's get started. Hey there, entrepreneurs. My name is Sushant and welcome to Trep Talks. This is a show where I interview successful e-commerce entrepreneurs, business executives and thought leaders and ask them questions about their business story and also dive deep into some of the strategies and tactics that they have used to start and grow their businesses. And today I'm really excited to welcome Jonathan Price to the show. Jonathan is the founder and owner of downforsoundshop.com. Downforsoundshop.com distributes car audio products worldwide to fellow car audio fanatics who enjoy building their own car sound systems with their friends. And today I'm going to ask Jonathan a few questions about his entrepreneurial journey and some of the strategies and tactics that he has used to start and grow his business. So Jonathan, thank you so much for joining me today. Really appreciate your time. It's my pleasure. I appreciate you having me on as well. So, you know, I was a little bit surprised when I was you know, looking at your website and uh, doing a little bit of a research and I talked to a lot of entrepreneurs and, you know, it's it's relatively difficult for a business to reach 10 million plus in revenue. And and I believe your, your business is 10 million plus in revenue. Um, and when I looked at the products, I was like, you know, this this product seems like this, this should be available at a lot of places. So, you know, not, not really specialty product, uh, but I don't know about this industry. So I was a little bit surprised that, you know, uh, your business is doing uh, as well as it is. And then I also saw that your social media, you know, you have a huge following on social media. Is it really because the people who are into their cars are really car fanatics and, you know, they are into these kind of products. And, you know, once they come to know about your product, your brand, your social media, they're basically uh, become your brand fans and, you know, buying from you again and again yeah that's basically it uh when i started my journey i was i didn't sell anything in the beginning i was just uploading videos to youtube and facebook and stuff like that and i was growing a social media but i didn't know why i just thought i'd be cool on the internet so <laughs> i just kept uh sharing these videos of going to different car shows and stuff like that and um the more uh, and my, I was always into car audio. So when I would go to the uh, car shows, it, it would like the systems that I had in my vehicles were always like super loud and everything. So it, it drew a lot of attention in, and the people that would get in, they would, uh, after they got a, a demo of the, uh, the system, they would say, well, where do you get your stuff from? And I would just, at that time I was sponsored by a couple of companies. Uh, I was just getting discounts on product, but I would, because I would just tell them to go to that brand's website, like, Hey, go, you can go buy it from here or whatever. So anyway, that happened for a while. And then one day I was at a car show and somebody asked that same question again. They're like, uh, where do you get your car audio from? And it was like the light bulb went off in my head. I'm like, man, I could be selling these people this stuff. And hmm. because they were already like building, I was building that relationship with them in person. I always go to all these events, like more now so than ever. Uh, but I go to events in person because you have that face-to-face -face interaction and that um, relationship building that you can do in person that you just can't get 
over like zoom or whatever. Like it's, it's always different than being in person. So anyway, I was building this and I was building my following, but until that time, it was just because I thought I was going to be cool on the internet. But then I'm like, okay, I need to figure out how to start a business and turn this into like making some money off of it. So, because once you have a person following you for like legit authentic followers, not people that pay for followers and stuff like that, but when you have authentic followers, you're constantly engaging with them. I mean, my, like my personal Facebook, I share everything publicly. I'm not a, like, I'm really transparent and everything. And so it gets a lot of people that uh, find me inspirational, motivational or whatever, because I, I share the good times and the bad times, like everything about entrepreneurship isn't always sunshine and rainbows. You got some mm-hmm. bad days uh, that come as well. But anyway, so I've always shared it uh, publicly and it, it gives people that relationship with me where they feel like they know me on a, a friend level. So when they're looking for car audio or they see one of my videos, they're like, oh, I need to get some of that. They know where to come get it now. So that's kind of how that uh, rolled into what it is today. That is really awesome because, you know, these days when I talk to some entrepreneur, that's actually a strategy, right? So it's like you, uh, you know, if somebody wants to start a business, especially today, the strategy is you go, you start posting on social media, especially if you're passionate and you kind of build the following uh, before you launch your product. So if you have a following, it almost, and, and you know, especially if it's, a, you know, the, the following connects with you in some emotional way, then if you put a product in front of them, you know, they're going to buy it. So that's kind of the formula these days of launching a product or a business. And to me, it seems like you almost kind of stumbled into it. Like you were doing things, you were just sharing your passion. And, yeah. and then one day the light bulb went off. Um, when, when was uh, this, how many years ago, um, was it that you started your business? So it was, um, so since I didn't know anything about business at the time, I'm like, what could I sell? Basically that wouldn't cost me a lot of money. Cause I didn't have any money, uh, mm-hmm. but I could, uh, sell at these car shows and take with me. So I'm like, okay, I could do stickers and t-shirts. So that's what I started out with. But that obviously didn't have anything to do with an online website or anything like that. So uh, anyway, I would get some shirts made and some stickers made. I'd take them to the car shows. And when somebody would listen to my vehicle, I would ask them like, hey, would you like to support me by buying one of these? And um, and so that was, and they would most of the time. So it would help me basically cover the cost of gas going to the event, or maybe if I was lucky, the uh, gas and hotel and some food or whatever. But anyway, that was the infancy of the business. And when um, I got, I got it started there and as it continued to grow, it just like went into products and okay. Where, what was the question again? Sorry. I, got, I was going. <laughs> well, the store. No, I think, I think that's great. I mean, it, it, you, you know, what I, what I mentioned was you kind of accidentally stumbled into it. I mean, it's, I think, you know, that's the journey of a lot of entrepreneurs where they, you know, in books these days, they talk about product market fit. And it seems like, you know, you, because of your passion, you connected with the market. And then eventually by testing out small products at first, and, you know, you kind of learn entrepreneurship through that process. Um, yeah. Can you talk a little bit about when did you actually start to put some of these sound audio products? What What was your first product? And um, did you actually start a website initially or did you, were you still selling uh, the product in person? 
Gotcha. Oh, you asked me the the last question was uh how long ago? It was about I started my first like the YouTube channel about I think eleven or twelve years ago. So that's when I kind of started the ball rolling on social media. But again, I didn't know what what I was doing it for. I just thought I'd be cool on the internet. So uh, <laughs> when I first started selling some like stickers and t shirts and stuff, it would probably be um about nine eight or nine years ago, and then seven years ago i moved to las vegas and um i ended up starting to do it full time so that's so since then uh i've been doing this full time and that's when it really uh, took off like when i started devoting all of my time to it um so anyway that was the the uh time schedule on that uh, as far as like um testing products and running them um it took me a while to get started on like a website because I'm not a computer tech guy at all. And I don't know anything about websites. And um, I, I stumbled upon a, he was a fan of mine in Australia that um, he was wanting to buy some stuff from me, some t-shirts and stickers and stuff like that. And he's like, Oh, do you have a website? I'm like, no, I don't have a website. I'll just, just PayPal me the money and I'll like, I'll ship you the stuff or whatever. He's like, Oh, for whatever reason at that time, he was saying that he couldn't do that. He, they have to buy through a website or, mm. or whatever. I can't remember. I'm like, man, I, I don't have a website. I, I don't know how to do it. And he's like, Oh, just uh, download whatever. I can't remember what uh, brand of website it was, but a hosting site. And I just put them on there and then I could buy from you. I'm like, okay. So I downloaded it and I was trying to figure it out. I'm like, man, I don't, I could get the shirts on there, but I couldn't figure out how to do different sizes or colors or like all the different swatches and options on it. I mean, I'm like, screw this. It's not going to ever be anything that I need to have anyway. I'm not going to worry about it. And uh, I forgot about it. And a couple of weeks later, he messages me and he's like, Hey, uh, I was wondering if you had the the stuff on there so I can buy them. And I told him I'm like, man, I, I couldn't figure it out. It's too uh, difficult and it's not going to be anything I ever need anyway. So I'm not worried about it. He said, Oh, it's easy. Like if it's so easy, why don't you do it? He said, okay. So in like 10 minutes, he had did a test store, had all the shirts on there, all this uh, colors, like all the options and everything like that. And all the stickers and all the colors. I'm like, man, that's when it occurred to me that you need to have people on your team that can do stuff, either can do stuff that you can't do, or they can do stuff and they love to do it. You may can do it, but you hate doing it because i mean i could have probably figured it out but it would have took me a month to do what he did like so uh that's when you realize like okay you need to have people on your team that are good at things that you either don't like to do or you don't know how to do because obviously if i wouldn't ever figured out having a website i wouldn't have been doing like god to where i'm doing 20 million dollars in sales like of core audio products i would have uh, still be pumping gas at an airport <laughs> <laughs> so um anyway he he was a huge um help to get me started and uh and the idea of i really need to have a website so that's um kind of how that got started and with doing my own now moving forward uh about three to four years ago we really started getting into doing our own brand of products so up until that time we were more so just a dealer or distributor for a bunch of different like top brands that we were running in our vehicles and stuff so we were, before we had any of our own products, we were running, say, a certain brand, 
and the, and we were also a dealer for it. So I would go to these shows and I would demo the product for the people. They would get excited about it. I'm like, hey, go to my website if you want to grab some of it. And they're like, okay. So that was kind of how we were doing it. And we were obviously over all this time, we're building our following more and more and more. And people are, are also building this relationship with us either by being a customer or just a supporter or a subscriber or whatever it might be. So they were, um, we were building all this, this whole time. And finally they started asking, uh, Hey, I'd like to, do you have anything under the down for sound name brand? I'm like, well, I mean, stickers and t-shirts. They're like, no, I'm talking about car audio products. Hmm. Like, no, not really. Uh, or actually no, not at all. <laughs> and, uh, they're like, Oh, we'd like to buy something with your name on it. And I'm like, okay, maybe I need <laughs> to start like doing my own thing. So we started getting into that, uh, manufacturing our own, uh, like amplifier speakers, batteries, wire, like all this stuff under the down for sound brand. And since people already know the down for sound brand, because they've been purchasing other products from us, other brands from us under like the down for sound, uh, name, they like ha already had all the trust with us, the trust and the relationship. So when we started releasing our own brand of products, like it was even easier to like <laughs> make it happen or make sales because people will already have that trust with your brand. It's just like having a household name brand. Uh, when you go to like, when you think, let's go get a cup of coffee. There's a name that comes to mind that you, that everybody's going to say like, Starbucks, you already know this household name brand. So you're going to go usually go to the place that you know that pops to your head first. So when it comes to car audio, people have been watching my videos all this time. So anyway, that's kind of how that uh, rolled out. <clears throat> Do you think that the reason for for your success, of course, there's there's an element to that, you know, there is this market or there's a, there's a niche a group of people who are very much into cars and, you know, of course, you know, they're passionate about car audio and they want to have, you know, different kind of things on their car. But do you think the reason you have been successful, um, at least partly, is because people were able to connect with you uh, as a person or as, a, as someone whom they saw on social media and they look at, look at as a fellow car enthusiast and, and so they're more willing to purchase from you because I'm assuming that the products that you're selling, they're not, um, they're not exclusive. Like, you know, they can go to other places and, and buy those, those similar kind of products or brands. Um, so, so do you think that, uh, you know, which one is it? Is it really that, you know, you are at the right place at the right time, or is it that some part of it is your personality or the, the way people are connecting with you? Oh, a hundred percent is uh, having the connection with people because, and I was going to bring that up earlier when you're talking about people wanting to build their social media to, for their business and everything like that. And what I've found is that's kind of, I understand that some people have, some people have a really successful business and they just want to add social media onto that and, and start growing that. But when you're, let's face it, we're all bombarded with advertisements all day long. So most people like click off of them, like get that away from me. So if you start a page that is just for advertising, basically just for products, and you're just going to be like, oh, we have the sale, the sale, the sale, uh, or this for sale. It's, it's going to be a very hard thing to grow because people are so, um, 
run down with ads all day. They're they're like, I don't want to see more ads. Why am I going to subscribe to that? So mm-hmm. the way that I did it was I, I built my following organically the right way. But just like you said, just by sharing my passion, like I like going to shows. I like it, like seeing people's reactions to these videos and everybody liked that as well. So they, that's what helped me the most is, was building the following the, the, the right way on the front side. Again, I didn't know what I was doing or why I was building it other than I thought what I'd be cool on the internet at first. (laughs) But once I had the idea to start a business, I already had this legit following and the people that had a great relationship or they felt a great relationship with me, like a friendship. Mm. Uh, I already had that with so many, like thousands of people before I came out with products or wanted to sell something. So um, they didn't feel like I was just like luring them in to sell them on something. So yeah. that's, that's, uh, it's definitely a hundred percent, very important to start your social media uh, the right way. Uh, and people will say, oh, I'm like, I'm a landscaper or a, a plumber or something like that. There's nothing exciting about, I'm like, dude, there, there's people out there that make so much money just off of making videos of the dumbest stuff. Like, so don't tell me you, because you're a plumber or a landscaper or whatever, you can't make it interesting. There, I, I just, I came across a guy's video the other day where he literally cuts people or like he will clean up people's yards for free and video the whole transformation process. He gets millions of views like doing that. And so I'm like, if this dude can have people watching him cut grass and he's getting paid and obviously he has affiliate links and he he may sell uh, lawn care equipment or whatever it is. I'm like, if he can do that, I don't care what you're doing. You can somehow find out how to monetize it. So uh, anyway, that's kind of how I grew um, the following and leveraged it into sales and how it made it a little bit easier because I already had that authentic um, relationship with the following. Makes a lot of sense. Um, Can you talk a little bit about your products on your website? Um, I see a... I mean, uh, I've seen in my research, you have a huge warehouse. So to me, it seems like you have a large number of SKUs. Can you talk about the main categories and what exactly are you selling? And um, and then I would definitely want to talk a little bit about your, you know, the customers who are buying these products. Yeah, so um, we're obviously in car audio. We, under the Down for Sound brand, we offer almost everything Um minus subwoofers right now so that we have some in the prototype stages and we're testing them and stuff so in the next six months we will have those uh but we offer basically everything else uh wire batteries sound deadening material tons of different types of speakers and tweeters uh a ton of different amplifiers so basically and connectors and fuses like all the little trinket stuff and things for installs but so basically everything else uh everything to do with core audio we offer it under the down for sound brand minus the subwoofers right now but uh we'll be and we'll be getting those in in about six months so and the idea behind this is so any every car obviously comes with a sound system usually um, the idea behind this is that, you know, if somebody is a car enthusiast and they want to kind of soup up their sound system, they would purchase this and they would replace the existing audio and they would put like these new um, better sounding or maybe even louder sounding uh, speakers and so forth. And um, so can you talk a little bit about, about your customer? Who is the customer? Are, they, are these really like younger guys? 
and and what is it that they're kind of getting out of installing these sound systems on their cars yeah it's uh you i would assume like if i didn't know any better i would assume that all of my customers are teenagers or college kids or whatever but car audio has such a a broad range of people you never know what like we never know what my next customer is going to be yes we have your typical or customer base is going to be my teenagers and college kids and then the next one is 40 to 50 years old so you might be like what this is kind of crazy but (laughs) the reason why or what we found is because guys are basically having midlife crises and they're (laughs) they're they're like okay i was into car audio when i was a kid i wanted my now my kids are moved or they're moved out they're out to college or they're out of the house whatever now i have some more money for myself i want to get back into what i like to do when i was younger before i had kids or now i just have some extra money and i want to get into a new hobby or whatever so uh that's the range of uh, people that we we sell to and uh, again you never know like if it's going to be a guy or a girl what color they're going to be what ethnicity like is and that's the cool thing that's the thing i love about car audio is i don't know anybody that doesn't like good sound like mm. everybody wants to have a nice sounding like whatever music you listen to you want it to sound good so it, you can like with our products you can you can enhance the sound like say you have a factory system and you want to add a little bit of bass to it or something we have like options for that uh mm-hmm. we have line output converters so you can keep all your factory because a lot of the newer vehicles they have infotainment systems so everything is going through that air condition your your heated seats your like all the options are through that so you don't want to try to remove that and put a mm-hmm. aftermarket head unit in it wouldn't be like a easy thing or a smart thing to do in my opinion so Mm. we have a thing that you can basically keep all that but Mm. uh, you can get um, uh, rca outputs to add an amplifier to add some bass back there so anyway from mild to wild we can make it happen for people and most of the people that are buying this are your do-it-yourself type people that want to do a project on the weekend or want something to uh, do build it with their hands Uh, but we do have a decent amount of people that will purchase the stuff uh whatever they want and then they'll take it to somebody and have it installed but most of them are do-it-yourself type people are there any fitment issue kind of a thing that you know um some cars take different kind of products versus others uh, and so forth yeah definitely um i mean you have your most vehicles like they'll like have a six and a half inch speaker it's a very popular size but obviously different vehicles come with different sizes you so yes different vehicles require different ones and we offer so when we started doing speakers we're like okay how many different speaker sizes is offered in all the different vehicles or most of the vehicles that we deal with so we went through and like found out all the sizes and then we had uh we're like okay we need to make all these sizes so no matter what somebody wants to put in their vehicle they can do a, an easy direct swap out from their factory speakers to our nice aftermarket speakers and make it uh pretty br- budget friendly as well so it makes it really easy for them to upgrade their sound um we the speakers that we released uh are very i hate even calling them budget friendly because people assume that they're cheap and low quality but they I'm very fair with my offering. I'm not trying to make a million dollars off of a single person. I'm mm. trying to do it off of 
a million different people. Like I want to have a ton of people just make a couple of bucks off of each one and do it that way. So everybody gets a, a great deal and a great product. So people can upgrade their speakers in their vehicle uh, for say they have two six and a half inch speakers in the front doors, two six and a half inch speakers in the back doors. They can get replacement speakers for that for $99, like hmm. four speakers for 99 bucks. So it's, it's cool. very budget friendly for somebody that's just looking to upgrade their sound a little bit. But obviously if somebody wants to get crazy, we can from mild to wild, we can make it happen uh, no matter how crazy they want it to be. What is the, um, what is the craziest speaker system you've seen? Like what, <laughs> what if, um, is the idea behind this is that, you know, you're going on the road and you're, you know, your sound system is going and everybody <laughs> outside can hear it. And, you know, and, and they're like, you know, who is this? And he's getting kind of this, you know, uh, pump out of it that, you know, everybody is looking at me. Is that kind of the, 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 the idea of it? And what is the craziest sound system you've seen? <laughs> yeah, some people, um, I could actually send you a video of, of my personal vehicle. So we have like a, a, a demo vehicle that we take all around to all these shows. Like two weeks ago, we were in Canada with it. Uh, this last weekend, we were in, um, where were we again? Uh, Columbus, Ohio. Hmm. And then next, this coming up weekend in three days, we'll be in um Tampa, Florida with it. So we take it everywhere, but it's, it's a really crazy system. And, um, it has nine 18 inch subwoofers. It has, um, 72 mid range speakers in all the doors. It's a, a Chevrolet Tahoe. So it has speakers everywhere, subwoofers everywhere, 150,000 Watts of power. So when I turn it on and the, the subwoofers start moving, it's literally about to rip people's shirts off because there's so much air moving from the, so much power and the subwoofers moving. So when people get in and experience that, they're just obviously blown away <laughs> and that hypes them up for car audio. And it makes for good videos like for social media, when you, when you post that and you see somebody's hair flying all around, you're like, what is that? I got to go check <laughs> it out. And then we always put like a little advertisement in there down for soundshop.com. So mm. anyway, it's, it's tying all those things together. And um, so for the craziest system, I have one of the craziest ones, especially that goes to all the different shows, but yes, our customers are a lot of times, and I don't condone this, but a lot of times our customers are the ones that are, annoying people going down the road blasting their music uh, but i'm not one of those people unless i'm doing like i'm attempting to do a viral video and get reactions from people i'll go mm -hmm. around town and like turn my music up and do some crazy stuff or go through some drive-throughs that, that's some of my most viral videos is going through drive-throughs and getting people's reactions to it um but i don't i do that like maybe two times a year. Other than that, I, I really don't even listen to music when I'm driving around. I just go to these shows and play it at car shows or car audio shows where people know that there's going to be a lot of loud music there anyway, and they're not going to be annoyed by this <laughs> very loud car audio system. Hmm. I think, uh, I mean, the fact that you are traveling so much, to me, it seems like you're traveling a significant amount to these car shows. I think that's that's probably that that helps you be close to the community right because all these car enthusiasts or people who are interested in these kind of things they are there and you are the, you're going there i think that would probably that's probably your probably one of best form of marketing can you talk a little bit about you know um, your customer acquisition and 
are you kind of like a um, well-known brand within this community because you're so involved not just on social media but you're also there in person talking to people connecting with people and so forth yeah 100 percent. i believe in the in the history of car audio i don't know anybody that and i know people that's been in it for a really long time like i don't know anybody that's grown a company in this car audio space as fast as i have to the levels that I have. And when people ask me, like, what's your secret or how did you do it? Because there's a lot of people that find it motivational or inspirational. And then there's also people that have been into car audio for 10, 20, 30, 50 years. And they're just doing a million dollars a year or half a million dollars a year. They're like, who's this dude think he is coming in here doing 10, 12, 15, 18, $20 million, like year Hmm. after year after year, just growing, growing, growing. And I'm like, I, I share everything that I do on my social media, the the good, the bad, but mostly it's me traveling every weekend. I'm like, okay, when you look at what you're putting into your business, come, come ride with me for a year and see like, everybody's like, every time I turn around, you're on an airplane. I'm like, hmm. yeah, because I'm, I'm getting out there with the people. And again, like you said, when you have a following and you start getting um, a lot of followers, people think you're internet famous or whatever. And they want to, they also want to meet you for that reason. So mm. they want to meet you. They want to buy from you. And being out there with the people is you, you can't put a price on that. And that's why I'm always gone. Luckily I have a very understanding wife, <laughs> mm. but I'm, I'm always gone. And uh, I try to take now that it's growing to like bigger levels and I have a lot of team members, I'm, I'm able to, Sometimes we'll uh, do like I call them double whammies. We'll we'll take the team with us. Like even this year, we I've been taking uh, private jets to events, and I take my teamers with me. I take my daughter and my um, wife with me, and we'll go out a couple of days early. And like in next week, uh, sorry, next month, we're going to um, Orlando, Florida. So we're gonna go down a couple of days early. And go to um, Universal Studios for a couple of days and like have fun. But then on Saturday it's work time. Like we're going to the event and we're like gonna do that. So you get to mix in some family time and business and pleasure and stuff like that from um, doing what we do. But that's that's the the secret, if you want to call it that. Like just always going. And I've always done this. It just in the past it wasn't near the frequency it is now because I one I couldn't afford it and two i didn't have somebody that i didn't have a the logistics figured out of where how i could get my vehicle to all these different places for instance like i said canada and then ohio and then uh tampa florida like so trying to figure that out and then me to get back here to the business and be with my family during the week and then get back on another airplane on friday fly down to tampa do the show for that and then on Sunday, I fly over and pick up my parents uh, and bring them out for the beginning of October because that's my dad's birthday, my birthday, my mom and dad's anniversary, and my my daughter's birthday. So, like, just always on the go. But that's that's how I've done it. Like, and when I these other companies, they don't do that. You either don't know the owner of the company whatsoever, or if you do know them, you never see them. Like, you you won't ever see them at a show. Like. People will say, why should I buy from you instead of buying from Amazon? And I'm like, I mean, you're free to buy from wherever you want to. But will you ever see Jeff Bezos at a show letting you listen to his car audio? No. (laughs) Will you ever see him? 
no like why not support the small guy that's out here with you guys and having a good time and letting you hear my vehicle and i hear your vehicle we talk and all that stuff so anyway that's that's how i've grown this company as fast as i have um is just being out there with the customers and and obviously treating people like you want to be treated uh, i'm i'm big on that as well like uh like and people i get that comment all the time after somebody meets me in um in person they're like man i I heard I heard about you from one of your haters and they said that you're a stuck up prick and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, man, I, I hate that I judged you on like a haters comment because I came to this show to see for myself, like how what kind of person you really are. And you looked really busy, but I came up and asked you a couple of questions. You talked to me just like we were friends and like you weren't better than anybody, even though you have a million followers or whatever. It's like, man, that meant a lot to me. You'll have a, a customer for life. And I'm like, that's just me, man. Like, I, I would want somebody to treat me that way. And I'm, you treat like treat me with respect. I'm going to give you respect. And that's that's how we keep rolling. So anyway, that's the story. No, I think I think I think I think that's that's great. And I think, you you know, some of the things that you're doing around managing your personal and business life, you know, where you're able to now take your family and, you know, kind of spend, do some personal time, you know, and then the other day you can do your, you know, your shows and things like that. I think that's probably, um, you know, if, when, once you get to a certain level in business and you have, you are that busy, I think that's probably the right way to do it is kind of mix your personal and family and um, with business and, you know, uh, kind of make time that way. Um, I'm very curious. Uh, so you said that you now have your own brand name products. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, how you um, went about getting those manufactured? Are those from uh, United States or mostly like uh, Asian, like China manufactured uh, uh, coming here? And how, um, yeah, just talk a little bit about that. And how do you manage uh, the quality of products and, and so forth? Yeah. So the way, I mean, I, I, this is another thing. I literally give people the bl blueprint of what I've done and I share like basically everything. So there's been a lot of people that have tried to replicate what I've done. They're like, Oh, like this is how he gets it. And like, Oh, only thing you have to do is buy it from here, sell it and just keep doing that. But the pro the part that they miss is what I've built already. Like I've built this following. So it's, it's not as easy as people think it is because if you don't have you can have the greatest product and a lot of it but if you don't have anybody buying it it doesn't matter and if why is somebody gonna buy it from you and not me so like i tell people they have to ask themselves that like it can be done because i did it but you have to figure out how to do it as well anyway when i was looking at doing my own products there's a you want to do and this could be in any uh industry or whatever um, so in my industry, since it's car audio, I'm like, what, where is a big car audio product convention? So in Las Vegas, there's a thing called an event every year is called CES, the consumer electronics show, hmm. huge event. Like everybody knows this when the latest, anything electronic comes out, it could be with vehicles. It could be new TVs. It can be, um, uh, appliances, but it obviously has a section for car audio. So I'm like, okay, let me go there. And I, and when you go there, there's a lot of um a lot of the manufacturers, they come over from China, uh, Vietnam, uh, Korea. Like they'll have they'll be over there and they'll set up their booths there so you can kind of see some of their products and everything like that. 
And so that's how you get to where the the stuff is going on. But then there's a uh, the hundred different vendors there. So you're like, which one do I which one do I go with? Because there's so many basically offering a lot of the same things. So then you have to it can be like which one you interact with and you get a good vibe from um, or you, you look at their their product there and you can tell a lot of the quality there in person. Um, but then you want to say you pick a few different people that you want to get some products from like, okay, uh, we're going to send you an email, request some samples with our logos and like, and we want to help design it and do make these changes and stuff. So when you do that, they'll ship you whatever product you're wanting to, uh, sample or, uh, prototype. So after you do that, you like, say you do an amplifier, you'll get the amplifier in and the, there's machines called amplifier dynos. Like it'll tell you how much power the amplifier is putting out at different impedances. And so you can literally check to see, to make sure that they're not like saying it's going to put out a thousand Watts and it only puts out 400. Like hmm. you can check and it, that way, and they know that now. So I think there's a lot less of the, um, being shady or scamming from these companies because they know we have this equipment that's going to actually test it to make sure it's doing what they say it's going to do. So we'll take that and we'll put it on, make sure it does that. And then we want to real world test it, put it in our vehicles or put it in some customers' vehicles. Hey, take this out, play the music loud, beat on it real hard, see if it lasts. And like, and if it fails, what were you doing when it failed? What caused it to fail? So anyway, that's, how you meet the people, how you go through getting samples and how we test it. And then once we test it and we're like, okay, this is, this will be good. And then you have a, a MOQ, a minimum order quantity that these companies have. So a lot of times uh, the minimum order quantity is going to be uh, whatever price, say a hundred bucks for this amp. But if you order 200 of them, double that, they'll give you a few percent off because mm. obviously the more you buy something, the better price you get usually. So um, anyway, then you place the order for it. And this is where a lot of people find out how difficult it is, because what does it take to place an order? A lot of the companies require 30% down, uh, 30 to 50% down, and then the rest of it when it's uh, loaded into the container to come here. So when people are like, oh, I'm like, yeah, well, this, this is good. I can do that. But a lot of people, one, struggle to even do the minimum order quantity on a single product, mm. um, especially in amplifiers, because they can range from $100 a piece to 1000 or $2,000 a piece. So if you're getting 100 $2,000 items, that's mm. 200 grand on one SKU. So mm. it can eat up a lot of uh, a person's uh, capital really fast. And you also have to sit on that for mm. that time of it getting manufactured and it being shipped over here. That can take anywhere from two to three months on a, a good run uh, mm. up to when the whole pandemic and stuff was happening. We were waiting a year to get something. So mm. um, that's kind of the things that you face. So you have to find out the logistics of it. Uh, once it does get made, you have to get freight forwarding companies to have it shipped over here. And once it gets to California for us, you have to get um, trucking companies to go pick it up, bring it to the warehouse. Then you have to make sure you have enough people there to unload it off the thing, count the inventory. That's kind of how the, like, it starts to how we get it to our warehouse, like the whole process there. So um, it can be done. It just uh, can get difficult at times because you eat up a lot of capital. You have to invest the cap capital for a while. And mm. then 
when you get it in, I tell people when you get it in, that's when the really hard part starts is now you have to convince people they need to buy this from you. Yep. <laughs> so <laughs> as you know, like every product that's, that's ever been introduced into the economy, hmm. not all of them have always been awesome. <laughs> Some of them, like people are like, this is a great idea. And they have a ton of them made and then they introduce it into the economy and they're like, no, I'm good. I don't want one. Hmm. So you had invested hundred thousand dollars of hundred million dollars, whatever it ends up being. And people are just like, nah, hmm. I don't want it. So hmm. then what do you do? <laughs> like it's a, it's a really bad time. Uh, but such as entrepreneurship, because in entrepreneurship, nothing is guaranteed. Like for you sure. do all this work, all this work, and you come up with these great plans and you hope for the best. But until somebody says, yes, I will give you my hard earned money for your product. It's just an idea. It's a, a great idea that or an idea that you thought was great, but until somebody's going to trade you their money for that yeah. product, that's all it is. So, uh, yeah, there, there can be some, um, trying times for sure. <laughs> Entrepreneurship definitely is very risky and everything that you shared, I think it's so, so true. Um, so you are kind of the, the face of the business. You're kind of, you know, the marketing and sales, you know, you're out there selling, you're creating content and everything. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, you you talked so much, you know, uh, of course, there's uh, probably a need of a lot of team, uh, team members to manage everything. Can you talk a little bit about your team? How many, um, I'm curious, how many SKUs do you have right now on your website? And, um, and how many team members now you have? Uh, who's managing what and um, uh, how's your business running? Uh, SKUs, uh, total with down for sound, um, we are approaching 500 SKUs okay. for our own brand of products, but with everybody, uh, like all the other brands that we sell and everything, uh, we're just, so total we're at 4,520, so 4,520 products on our store. Wow. So, um, so you asked like, how do we do that and how do, how do I manage that? Um, yeah, what is, what does your team look like and who manages what? So my team right now is approaching 20 people. Uh, I, I would say I run a pretty lean uh, team and a lot of people wonder about that as well. Like, how do you do so much with uh, what some view a, a small amount of people? And I just think that you have to keep people efficient and focused and uh, doing a good job. But with the social media side, when I first got started, obviously, or any business starts, the person that starts the business is doing everything. They're doing all jobs, all like whether it's uh, shooting the videos, editing the videos, they're adding the products to the website. They're trying to start the website. Um, they're they're shipping products. They're purchasing products. They're doing everything. So as you continue to grow, like I was saying, you find you're like, man, I, I really don't enjoy shipping anymore okay hmm. i need to find somebody that likes to ship so hmm. or pull orders or whatever it ends up being you have to find those people and, and as you grow you also you should be getting more revenue and more capital be able to be able to get these people to do these things for you hmm. uh so uh when i first started with the videos uh, obviously i was shooting all the videos and that's that's the easy part <laughs> the hard part hmm. comes is when you have all these videos you have to go and upload to your computer, put it on Sony Vegas or whatever uh, video editor I was using. And then you have to 
make it look good. You have to do all the edits to it. So uh, a five minute video can take you a day of editing to make <laughs> a five minute video. So anyway, for uh, I was doing that for the longest time. And as my business started to grow, I, I'm like, okay, it's not worth me doing YouTube videos anymore because it, the revenue that I was bringing in from YouTube was minimal in comparison to what I knew I could make with my business. So I'm like, why would I keep, why would I keep doing that? Or why am I going to give it so much energy or water it when mm. I could be doing my business? So people would message me. They're like, Hey man, I haven't seen you upload a video in a while. Like, well, did you like, what's going on? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm focused on my business, man. And they're like, Oh, we really loved your videos. And so then it occurred to me, I need to have that going as well. But since I didn't have time for it, what did I need to do? I needed to hire a videographer so he could, I could have basically still keep the uh, stream of videos going. And, and I wasn't ever good at editing videos. I, they weren't <laughs> fancy by any means. They were uh, pretty cut and dry. In my opinion, some people like that type of style, but um, you can, I mean, I enjoy videos that have good, um, animations and transitions and like that mm. I can tell people I've done some work to them. Like I, I appreciate mm. it because I edited videos for so long. Um, but anyway, so ended up uh, finding a videographer and now I take him with me everywhere. Like I fly, like if I fly out, like he flies out with me and, and it also makes it to where when I go to these shows, um, I don't have to be holding my phone up, like videoing the whole time i can just really be genuinely engaging with the the customer or the follower subscriber or whatever mm. and uh, he can capture these really cool moments without me like sometimes somebody would say hey man you changed my life by sharing this information or whatever i'm like man i wish i could get that on video hey can I start videoing and you say that one more time? <laughs> like then the, if, even if they would, they would, it would feel so generic and it wouldn't be authentic. Yeah. So uh, with him kind of being off to the side and not really close, he's just shooting from sometimes a distance or whatever. People don't feel that pressure as, as much as if I like that scenario popped up or whatever. Um, but anyway, so the, I was doing my social media, uh, or sorry, I was doing the videos and now he does all that. So that's a huge help. The second thing was I was doing all of my social media posts, um, all the product posts, the ads or trying to, and I'm horrible at creating like advertisements or whatever. So, uh, I, I have now have a guy that does all my SEO, social media posts. Um, he also helps me uh, design, uh, products, uh, new products and the packaging for them. He's really talented. So I have a person for that. And then obviously uh, for running the business side of things, we have a whole front office staff. I have a front office manager that manages six people up here. And then in the warehouse, we have um, about 10 or 11 right now that with, and we're working different shifts. We have a uh, morning shift and night shift. And, um, then we have my main guy for my, say my store and the back end is the guy that told me so long ago, he's been with me since day one, that guy that said, Oh, I'll do the store for you. He's mm -hmm. uh, like, with the t-shirts and stickers, he's mm -hmm. been with me since day one. And he's always been the, the website guy. He, so without, he's been <laughs> the, uh, biggest blessing, uh, to my business that I had no idea I needed <laughs> at the time. Um, but he's still with me and he, he runs, 
Like he can do product importations. He can do massive, um, like changes at once, uh, whether it's for sales or importing new products or whatever. So, um, he does that and he's in Australia. I've known this guy for probably 10 years and I've mm. never, I've never met him in person as crazy <laughs> as that is. And he's such a vital part of my business. I've never met him in person. I told him, I'm like, man, whenever you get ready to come over and visit, like I'll take care of all the costs and everything like that. But, uh, it just hasn't, hopefully it's supposed to happen this coming up year. So hopefully mm. it does. But anyway, uh, he does the, all the compute, uh, the IT stuff on the backside of the website. And that's kind of how we, how we roll. That's awesome. I mean, I was thinking maybe, you know, you, you travel to Australia and I'm sure there's a car community in Australia as well. I mean, that brings me to my, my next question. Where is your biggest market? Is it, is it North America? Are you selling globally as well? Yeah, it is. Uh, North America uh, is 90 seven percent of where we sell products to but every day now we're shipping internationally so we're also having impacts of people all around the world uh to like like we're going to uh, me and my wife are going to london uh in october and then from london over to egypt and we have customers in both of those places so it's crazy to me to every time, like when the orders come through, I always look at them. And when I, every time I see an international one, I'm like, man, that's crazy that somebody 7,000 miles away from me. And, and this, this is a reminder of how doing business the right way and also um, sticking with it eventually makes sense. And uh, one day somebody's going to see you and they're like, I want to buy something from this guy, but the, it's crazy to me that the person could be 7,000 miles away and they somehow see my video or see something I've done online. And they're like, I'm going to, I'm going to trust this guy with, to send him my money all the way around the world and know that he's going to send it to me. That's crazy to me that people <laughs> that, uh, I mean, it's awesome, but it's, it's just crazy as well that people, like that I've built this amount of trust. It, it feels really good that like people will trust us enough to know that they're going to like get their product. And that comes from not being a fly by night type of company. Like they, they, who knows, they may have been watching me for five years before they're like, Oh, I'm just, let's see if he lasts. Let's see if he continues to be a good guy. Let's like, they may just be sitting there watching. And finally one day they're like, okay, I've watched, nine nine thousand of this dude's videos and posts okay he's not going anywhere i guess i'll trust him and i'll buy something from him so anyway it's a really good feeling to see that and i look forward to going to like anytime we go somewhere uh out of the country or in the country for sure but out of the country uh like we went to cancun we saw some customers uh we went to cabo san lucas uh saw a customer with our i didn't see him but i saw a down for sound sticker on there hmm. so, or on a car so i'm like that good enough um <laughs> then we went to where did we go last um saint martin uh we went there and there was so i made a post like hey i'm in saint martin and somebody messaged me like hey man uh, there's a lot of us running your products down here. We'd really like to uh, see you. And uh, if we like, we'll get a couple of people together. If uh, you could uh, find a couple of hours on me. Yeah, no problem. Cause um, also on the good thing of that is like, if I go down there and there's customers there, 
it's a business trip. So mm. I'm like, so I always <laughs> try to meet up with some customers while I'm there. So it, uh, like I said, mixing family time or business with pleasure, it, it's a cool thing if you can figure it out. So, um, I told them that I would meet up with them and I go there and there's like 50 to a hundred people. And I'm like, what? This is crazy <laughs> for me. So I'm just blown away that there's so many people and they're like, so many of them are wearing down for sound shirts and, um, running down for sound products or products that they got from me. I'm like, man, what a surreal feeling to go to these places so far away from where I'm based at and see your products that you dreamed up and they end up in a person's vehicle or they're wearing your uh, t-shirts or whatever. And that one of the craziest things for me uh, was when a customer in Egypt, uh, he was our first customer in Egypt, but he's, he sends me a message on Facebook and he's like, um, Hey, I want to order some products from you. And uh, I'm like, okay, cool. There's a website and everything. I don't really hear anything uh, back from him. And uh, he messaged me a, a while later. He's like, Hey, I just want to let you know, I'm, uh, I bought some products and stuff. I'm like, Oh, cool. Did you get them? He said, yeah. And I'm like, do you really live in Egypt? And he said, yeah. I'm, I'm like, can you prove it to me? He said, yeah, no problem. And uh, he sends me some pictures of him sitting. On, he has his vehicles uh, with down for sound stickers on it. He's wearing uh, down for sound shirts, holding down for sound amplifiers <laughs> on, on camels with the pyramids in the background. Whoa. I'm like, that's crazy. It doesn't get any more Egyptian than that. <laughs> so I'm like, man. So when we were, um, so we're going to be meeting up with him uh, next month when we go out there. So that'll be Whoa, okay. really cool. And then also you having that personal relationship with these people, when you go to these places, you, you know, you can go to places and you can find like here in Las Vegas, you can go to the good areas or you can end up with in the bad areas with bad people. Like, so when you are building these relationships with these people, you get a vibe from them and you know if they're going to be good people. So when you say you go to Egypt, you're, I don't know, 6,000 miles away from home. It helps a lot to have a local there that knows where you should be and maybe you shouldn't be. So it's, it's a For good sure. thing to have in your back pocket there. So looking forward to that. Awesome. Um, in every entrepreneur's journey, there's always mistakes made, lessons learned, failures, I mean, you've been running your business, you know, 10 years or so, um, and you've had great success, but uh, any experiences where you thought, I mean, you know, I'm sure there's many, but uh, any any big ones where, you know, it was like, I could have done without this learning experience, uh, what did you learn from it? And what can other entrepreneurs learn from your mistakes? Um, I would say like, the my biggest one was right when I was... I was getting started in uh, car audio and it's after I started selling actual like amplifiers and speakers and stuff like that. I had them listed on the website, but I wasn't getting any sales because when you're a new business, you're, you're dying to get your first sale and it might happen. And then it might be another month or two before you get your second sale. So you're trying to figure out ways to speed up this process and speed up the volume of orders so you can mm -hmm. make more money. Um, so when I was in, when the website was really in its infancy, um, I was, I was on my way home from my full-time job and I get my phone dings and I'm like, Oh, what is this? And I look at it $5,000. Oh my <laughs> gosh. This is, I mean, at that time I was making like $300 a week. So I'm like, Holy crap. Like I'm going to be rich. Like this is mm -hmm. amazing. And, um, 
So at that time, I was just drop shipping uh, products. I didn't, I couldn't afford to do buy-ins with companies or stock products. I didn't have anywhere to stock them, so I was just drop shipping them. Um, so anyway, I got the order. I sent it over to the company to drop ship it. They ship it out, mm. um, and I'm like, man, I, like I made that much money like that easily. Mm. Man, this this is amazing. So uh, a month goes by, and my phone dings again, and it says, um, you're account has been overdrafted um five thousand dollars or or like well i think i had three hundred dollars in my account so like forty seven hundred dollars i'm like what Hmm. what's going on so i and and i looked i click on it i look into the details and it it says um you're uh, the basically the person claimed that it was a fraudulent charge they did a Hmm. charge back they got their money back and i'm like wait i have proof that we shipped it they Hmm. signed for it and so I, I submit all that information to the credit card company or whatever. And they're basically like, eh, I don't care. Mm. Mm. We're just going to let the people keep their product and keep the money. Like, mm. so, hey, oh, and we're going to give them their money back. I'm like, what? What? Wait a mm. minute. So my very first getting started was me getting kicked down like that mm. on I'm like, uh, go from being so excited about it to Mm. learning the reality of it was it was a fraudulent order and all the money got taken away and I had to pay for like I'd already paid for the product out of that money. Mm. So I'm over here forty seven hundred dollars in debt and not knowing what to do again. I'm making three hundred dollars a week. (laughs) So I'm like, Mm. it takes a long time to pay off forty seven hundred dollars when you're making three hundred dollars a week. Mm. So anyway, I'm like. So you mean to tell me people can just basically steal from you and get away with it? Like, mm-hmm. what are you, what, what, and you call the uh, cops near in the person's town and, Hey, this is their address. And they're like, well, you want us to go track somebody down over some amps? Like, we're mm-hmm. not messing with that. We have people getting murdered or whatever. Like, we're not going to mess with mm-hmm. this little petty stuff. So you're basically just like left hanging and, uh, at that time, I'm like, you know what? Since people can do that, I'm not gonna have an online website. People can just rip you off. They can get away with it. I'm closing the. I'm closing it down. If somebody wants to buy something, I'll just do it manually. So I close the website. I tell it. Well, I tell my my guy Mark. I'm like, turn it mm. off. Like I'm not dealing with this. Like it's it's a a, a sham. Like <laughs> I'm mm. not doing that. Uh, I'll just deal with people personally. It's like okay, uh, I wouldn't recommend you do that, but I'll I'll turn it off if you tell me to. So he turned it off couple of weeks goes by somebody messages me and they're like hey i was looking to buy such and such products but i didn't i went to go to your website but i didn't see it and i'm like yeah i'm not doing it anymore uh, through the website but i'll do it for you manually so i did that a couple of times and then i had somebody um message the the volume started picking up and I, again i was working full-time jobs like sometimes four at a time like i was hmm. working all the time so i was really busy but um so the volume of that was picking up and a person messaged me at, I don't know, 10 o'clock and they're like, Hey, I want to buy whatever it was. And I don't see it until the next morning when I get up at six or eight o'clock and I messaged them back. I'm like, Oh, Hey, uh, sorry. I missed your message. I was asleep, but I can get you taken care of. I'm like, Oh, sorry. I bought it from somebody's website. And I'm like, mm. Mm, that hurt. So I'm like, maybe I need to turn the website back on. And, uh, I turned it back on and, I had to come to a realization with myself of it's part, it's a cost of doing business. Luckily, Mm. 99% of the people out there are not 
crappy people and they mm -hmm. want to they want to do business the right way they're not looking to scam people they're not looking to do fraudulent orders or anything like that so i mean we get them all the time now but luckily the vast majority of people are good people and mm -hmm. but at that time i gave up and i'm like i'm not doing this so if i would have stuck with that mindset of giving up right then when times were hard i was i was knocked down I was $4,700 in debt because somebody scammed me. If I would have quit and just like, I worked at an airport for 10 years, like pumping gas in the airplanes and doing all other types of stuff with uh, airplanes. But would I still be doing that today? Mm -hmm. Maybe so. Like, because, <laughs> it, and that's why I tell people like when you, when it looks really hard, when you want to quit, that's usually you're just on the other side, like just on the other side of that is a breakthrough. Like you're mm -hmm. going to have, and eventually, uh, obviously I paid off that debt. Like I, I kept selling stuff. I kept re uh, restocking, reinvesting, reinvesting. I'm still reinvesting to this day, like a hundred percent of what we're making. And that's mm -hmm. another thing that I haven't taken. I didn't take a paycheck for a long time mm -hmm. until my accountant made me. And she's like, you can either take a paycheck or we're giving all this money to Uncle Sam. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll take a paycheck. Like, at least, at least let me get a little bit of it. So yeah. anyway, I didn't take one for a long time, but uh, I've always invested everything back into the business. And uh, I've sacrificed for long, uh, like a very long time because, again, I, I figured out the blueprint and what the return would be. Like, okay, when you first start, like it was a $5,000 investment. Mm -hmm. Okay, when you make that $5,000 back, okay, let's do it again. $10,000, $25,000, $50,000. And like, you just keep putting it back in. And every time you put it in, it comes back out the other side on a a, a bigger number. Mm -hmm. So now where, when I was first getting started, it's five or 10 or $15,000. Now it's multiple millions of dollars that we're investing back in at a time. So when that comes back, it, it looks really good. <laughs> so mm. I'm like, but again, it's just staying consistent. And if I would have given up, there's no way I would have had millions of dollars to be reinvesting in their product right now. Like, but I'm literally going back to zero all the time, uh, mm. just because the cash flow that comes back from it every mm. time is bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's what people are looking for. Not so much. And I've also learned it's not so much for, me anymore uh i was i did go through a selfish uh stage when i was first getting started it was like me 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 i wanted to i want to do all the work i want to make all the money and retire in a few years i don't know where i dreamed that up from but hmm. like in social media you're always getting blasted with oh four hour work week or like oh <laughs> i retired when i was 21 or whatever and i'm like so i thought that's what i wanted it to be but uh, i quickly found out that you need people to be helping you you can only grow a business so big by yourself like you yeah, have sure. to have a team so uh now i'm more so like what can i grow my team to like how many people can i help like hmm. not it's also it's customers and also people i can help with providing them um, a, a career that they love to do and they're able to provide for their families and some of my biggest wins for me is when my uh, team members come in and they're like, Hey man, come like just uh, last week, uh, my office manager said, like, Hey man, come check out my new truck. And mm. I like go out there <laughs> like, man, that's awesome, dude. Like it, it makes me feel like 
I got a new vehicle and I, I mean, I drive a 2007 Chevy truck with 30, uh, 382,000 miles on it. I'm mm -hmm. not into material things like that. As long as mine gets me from point A to point B, and that's cool with me. But when I see my team members getting cool stuff, I'm like, man, that's awesome. Like, I feel like I got something new. I feel like I won because they won and getting their dream homes and everything like that. So that's that feeling is way more rewarding to me than any amount of money that I've made to this date. Like, it feels so much better seeing somebody else happy and somebody else winning uh, mm -hmm. because of this down for sound thing that I've uh, created and, and been growing is, is very fulfilling to me. So I'm really grateful for it. Those are some, some great advice. And of course, you know, it's, uh, I don't, uh, um, I don't hear the same sentiments all the time from all entrepreneurs, but I think, you know, it's, it's, I mean, entrepreneurship is, you know, number one, it's about, you know, getting freedom for yourself and, you know, financial freedom for yourself. But I think, um, that's why entrepreneurship is great is because it allows other people, you know, you to give freedom to other people as well, you know, to, to, to give them a great life and so forth. So that's, that's really great. I know we are a little bit over time, um, but I will go very quickly through my rapid fire segment. And oh, it's fine. Uh, I got, I got time. If you got okay. time, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> awesome. In this segment, I'm going to ask you a few quick questions and you have to answer them maybe in a couple of words or a sentence or so. Okay. Um, uh, I don't know if you're a, uh, a lot of, uh, you know, book reader, but any book recommendations for entrepreneurs and why? Um, seller be sold and blitz scaling. Uh, blitz scaling was one that I read that changed my, the trajectory of my company. And it made me understand that coming out, you're always going to have problems, whether it be with your company or with products or whatever. Um, but one of the things that I learned from that book was your you being indecisive and not like you're wanting to perfect whatever product it is. Um, you taking so long to perfect it is is costing you money from that day instead of releasing like mm. a version one and then. Because how many products do you know out there that have, for instance, iPhones, your own iPhone 15, like <laughs> all these other versions have come out because they're like, if they waited till, okay, we need to wait until iPhone 15 with all the upgrades before we release a product, Apple probably wouldn't be a company like, because yeah. you're, you don't have anything to sell. So anyway, the thing to learn from it is come up with something as long as it's good like it doesn't have to be absolutely amazing from day one. As long as it's good and it's a good quality product, put it out there. And then you're, you can get the feedback from the, um, the customers like, Oh, this needs to be changed. You may have, or you may already know that that needs to be changed before they even tell you that, but you can use that to like grow your company and grow the product because you're generating revenue at that point, you're getting some money in. So that's, uh, that's been a big one for me. Sorry for rambling on, but that was a no, good that's one. great. I mean, blitz scaling, um, I haven't read it, but I know it's uh, Reed Hoffman, uh, founder of LinkedIn who, who wrote that, um, mm -hmm. an innovative product or idea in the current e-commerce retail or tech landscape that you feel excited about. Man, I'm, I hate to be cliche about that, but I just bought the new iPhone 15. I don't have it okay. yet, but I'm ex I'm excited about it. I'm a I'm an Apple boy, so um, yeah. I'm I'm excited uh, uh, to get that. Uh, I I may get a new phone like every 
I think I've had my other one for two or three years or whatever. I don't even know what model it is, but it's done great for me. So um, it's always cool to get the the new one. So I'm yeah. excited about it because when when I I do still shoot some videos for, um, like a lot of the stories, for instance, like I'll shoot something on Snapchat. I'll save that. I'll upload it to my Instagram story and then also my personal Facebook story on Facebook. So I still shoot some videos and stuff. Like it's not like I totally went hands off since I got a videographer. I'm still very active and uh, and doing live videos as well. But anyway, that's something I'm excited about right now. And that's why I'm getting the new uh, phone because I want my videos and pictures to be as crispy as possible. <laughs> For sure. iPhone is a great product and I know in the U.S. they have like this program where you can go on like some sort of a subscription. So every time there's a new version, you can like replace your phone. So yeah, um, a business or productivity tool or software that you would recommend or a productivity tip. Um, productivity tip. Um, I would say for productivity, a morning routine is crucial. Um, I do when I'm in town and a lot of times when I'm out of town, um, I have a morning routine that I do because along my entrepreneur journey, I lost my health. Like, mm. I, I started getting fat, like I was out of shape. Uh, I was, <laughs> I would get out of breath if I walked up a flight of stairs and it's because you, you become so hyper-focused on whether it's making the money or I have to be successful or whatever hmm. each like everybody has this different definition of success for each person. But, um, <clears throat> a morning routine is, uh, and then if I'm, if I, I'm like, okay, I'm going to start back working out this afternoon or, or next week in the afternoons when I get off work, something would always happen in the afternoons where hmm. I'm like, Oh, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. And it I would never do it. So the way that I found that, for me, you need to have your time for you a hundred percent. And that's in the mornings I wake up, like I'm on a routine now, uh, go to bed. I'm trying to be in bed at eight 15. So your morning routine starts with your nighttime routine. Hmm. They're directly tied together because if you stay up late, you're not going to hmm. wake up early. Or if you do wake up early, you're not going to have any energy and you're not going to feel like doing anything. So, uh, I try to be in bed at eight 15. I wake up at three 45 every morning. I go and do uh, meditation, red light therapy, and a, a PEMF mat all at the same time. Then I go from there and do a, a cold plunge or ice bath, some people call it, uh, mm. for three to five minutes. And then I go and do strength training. Uh, so I'm working out myself, like I'm working on myself. And I don't, I do my best to not look at my phone during that time. That's my mm. me time and my, like I, I, I'm brewing ideas. Uh, and if I come up with something like, Oh, I need to write that down real quick. So I'll grab my phone and like, I'll write it down, but I'm not checking messages. I'm not checking emails. Like, because as soon as you check one, you'll blink your eyes and two hours will have passed. And you're like, what happened? Yep. <laughs> so anyway, uh, very important there. Wow. Very, very, very interesting. Do you have, uh, do you manage your daily schedule uh, in a certain way? Like, do you, or do you rely usually just on your calendar or do you like uh, write things down on what you need to get done, how, how you want to prioritize your day or uh, anything like that? Yeah, I tr I mean, my wife is great at helping me in, in this area because the the bigger you get, the more you grow, the more 
podcast you're doing, the more interviews you're doing, whether or you need to be in these places in person. And um, I, I wasn't the best at um, scheduling and I kept having scheduling conflicts because I would I'm like, oh, yeah, I have this at two o'clock with so and so. And then she would say, I thought you had something else with somebody at two o'clock. I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't. <laughs> so anyway, she's been a huge help and she like manages my calendar. And anytime like somebody reaches out, like, Hey, I want to do a, like, have you on my podcast or whatever, or like, I want you to come to my car audio show, or whatever it might be. We'll check now. Like I'll have her check my calendar and make sure that we're free on that. Um, and that's, that's like, that can be days, week, days, weeks, or months out. Uh, as far as daily stuff, I'm kind of, it, it can come into a, especially on Thursdays is a usually stacked pretty heavy for me. Uh, cause I get my haircut every Thursday. I take my daughter to school and breakfast dates on Thursday. Uh, just a lot of stuff going on on Thursday. So I make sure that that day is really dialed in on, um, getting everything done. But yeah, scheduling is as you continue to grow is very important, um, for multiple reasons. But one of the biggest ones is you don't want to be for instance, like, uh, I, it, you wouldn't be happy if I didn't show up today. Like it, it doesn't make anybody feel good. So, um, and when you are that person that always shows up and you're always on time and you like, you get that reputation, like JP said, he's going to be here. He'll be here. Like, so, um, I, I feel good about that and people know that about me. Uh, so anyway, that's a big thing. Awesome. Uh, a startup or business, um, so another startup or business and e-commerce retail or tech that you think is currently doing great things. As bad as, uh, <laughs> as bad as it may be, I'm so, um, focused on my, my business. Um, I don't watch a lot of TV and I don't, um, I don't look outside much on what a lot of other people are doing. Mm. So I, when you ask me that, I'm like, it's crazy. I can't even think of one like fast that like, that's how I'm yeah. just, I'm in my, maybe I'm, in, I'm too in my own bubble. <laughs> so, um, that's totally fine. <laughs> totally yeah. fine. Um, another entrepreneur or business person whom you look up to or someone who inspires you. Um, man, it's, it's hard to not think of Elon, man. He, <laughs> he's, uh, it's, yeah. it's wild to, and that, that's also a reminder of what's possible. Like you can go from, I mean, I mean, I, I love, I mean, everybody has their story, you know, but to know that's the extreme going from what he was dirt poor to depending on time of day or whatever, the richest dude that's publicly known. Like, I mean, I've, I know there's some people that you don't know about that supposedly yeah. have trillions of dollars or whatever, but to go from like absolutely nothing, nobody knows about you to a very, I would be willing to bet one of the most known people in the world mm -hmm. and one of the most wealthy people in the world. It just shows me that anything's possible. So I find that really inspirational um, and motivational for me uh to know that, that there's the possibilities are endless especially if you just keep pushing and and one of his things was he did he kept risking it all like a hundred percent just just like i'm doing he was doing the same exact thing going all in all in all in and like now it's going all in with 
<laughs> Twitter, what, 44 billion or whatever it was. Like, so <laughs> going in all in on those levels is, <laughs> but it's just the same. It's because he knows now the, the blueprint of he's yeah. like, okay, I went all in on Tesla and now like, look what it is. I went all in on SpaceX. It almost went bankrupt, but now look what it is. I went yeah. all in on Twitter. Like, but now it, what it's turning into. So anyway, he knows the blueprint and that's why he keeps doing this. And um, it's inspirational to me. Very, very inspirational for sure. Final question. I know you shared a lot of great advice uh, previously, but any final best business advice that you have ever received or you would give to other entrepreneurs? Yeah. Uh, one that I like, uh, I mean, my dad had a little snippet. He's like, you can have anything you want in this world as long as we're willing to work your ass off for it, which is very true. And um, that's what I've always done. I'm not the smartest guy out there by any means, but if you have an unwavering work ethic, you can easily surpass people that are way smarter than you, but don't have the drive that you have. Hmm. And I've done that. So uh, that's a, uh, a big one. So um, you, you can, you can have anything you want as long as you're willing to work for it. And again, like I said, in the beginning, you can right on the other side of your big thing that's making you want to quit. Like usually there's a big breakthrough. And if hmm. I would have quit, I, I wouldn't be, I know I wouldn't be where I am today. Like, um, and it's, it's a life that I'm very grateful for and very fulfilling, like having all the team members and beautiful family home, like just doing things that people like I, I wished and dreamed that I could be living the life that I do now. And now I feel like I don't take it for granted by any means, especially not on purpose, but, uh, that once you reach the different levels and you get there, it almost becomes normal to you. Like, so back yeah. in the day when normal was, um, just hanging out at the house or, um, uh, just playing in the backyard or whatever it is, like now it may be, you're hanging out in a multimillion dollar house, but yeah. it's, it's a home. Like, so you get used to these things and even, I'll share this story and uh, we can maybe end on it. Um, but uh, I had a realization not too long ago uh, with my wife. Um, is we had a day of traveling or whatever. We left our house, uh, gotten her SUV, Audi RSQ, $850,000 SUV, mm -hmm. drive over to the private airport, get in a private jet, fly across the country to our friend's house that picks us up in another, like a brand new Cadillac Escalade. $130,000, SUV. Uh, he pulls the next airplane, picks us up, takes us to his multi-million dollar house. We hang out with him, go out on um, uh, some of his friends' boats that have multi-million dollar lake house. And mm. they're like, oh, yeah, well, listen, like, we're going out. Uh, uh, you can take the jet skis and we'll take the boat. And they're like, these people, the pe the friends that we went out with, we we've met them a couple of times before we're not best friends by any means. And they're just like, Oh yeah, take this $20,000 jet ski. They didn't ask if we knew how to drive it or anything. They're just like, Oh, just take it. Like, <laughs> so anyway, that night we were laying in, in bed at our friend's house, um, that we flew over there because he had, a, he, he's in the car audio business as well. Uh, but so he was actually a mentor of mine, but anyway, uh, we're laying there and I'm like, man, I just had the, this crazy realization. Isn't it, because we didn't even i didn't even notice it when it was happening i just thought like oh this is cool like we'll drive over here and like fly across and hang out and like having a good time or whatever and i, I told her and she was like 
man, it is crazy because when I moved to Las Vegas, I didn't have any money. Like I was flat broke. Like I like I had a my the same truck I have now. I had then, but I have this fifteen hundred dollar truck. But I'm just like, man, it's crazy that it would be so easy to not even realize what all just happened. That like that's not normal. Like for most people, you know, like yeah. So anyway, I'm just like, man, we we need to take a moment and count our blessings and and just make sure we're being grateful for this because it's uh, we need to be grateful for it and we don't need to take this for granted she's like 100 percent. that's awesome and we're we're super grateful and uh, having our team and uh helping others and uh it's been an awesome journey and i'm grateful for where we're at now and i definitely cannot wait to see what it turns into in the next couple five or ten or twenty years it, I can only imagine if it's already here, uh, what it is like, who knows what it'll end up being in 20 years. That should be pretty crazy. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that's, that's a great lesson and realization. I just want to add to that. I mean, you said, you know, if you had quit at that time, you know, maybe you were working somewhere else or something like that. But I think that, you know, the other thing that you said that work ethic is, you know, really important. And I think, the people who do have the work ethic or who are willing to work hard, even if you had quit at that time, you know, the people who have this, you know, mental idea of continue to moving forward regardless of anything, I'm sure you would have figured out a different way or a different business or something else to, to still be able to move forward. Now, that's all fine. But then I think in life also, luck, I think, matters a lot as well, you know. I think you can put all your hard work and that's important, but I think um, uh, there's, there is, uh, I definitely think a certain element of luck as well that, that helps people. So I think, you know, in your case, of course, you know, you're, you know, you're smart, you're, you, you're willing to work hard, but I think there's, there may be a certain element of luck as well, which is, which is helping. And I don't think there is no luck doesn't come without, you know, you putting in the work. So I think that's definitely a prerequisite, but, but I think that's, definitely. that's, yeah. Yeah. I definitely want to, I definitely want to add to that as well. Uh, luck definitely does play a, a factor. And I heard somebody say this as well. I'm not going to steal this quote, but they said, I can't remember who said it, but they said, uh, I realized the harder I worked and the more I showed up, the more I did, the more often I got lucky. Yeah. My luck kept going up and up and up. And you're like, man, you, sometimes you get to a point of where you're like, when, when did I have my last loss? Like, yep. cause you're just like, or, or you, you also, they also have, um, found out what winner's guilt is. And I never heard of that. And, or, or even thought of, I never even knew what it was. And then I heard it and I'm like, man, it makes so much sense because you're, you're over here doing really good and you keep doing good 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 and you see like a lot of other people they're struggling they're you're like man i don't even i'm scared to even say any more good stuff on my facebook because i feel guilty like yeah. i feel like i'm winning too much so anyway i came became familiar with winner's guilt <laughs> so uh it was, it was a really weird thing but it it is yeah it is real and you'll uh, they, they say, uh, it, it's, it can be lonely at the top and like all these things. And I, I think that's like one of the winner's guilt things, but I, 
like my wife and daughter has helped me stay grounded and very humble and um, not take anything for granted and just be super grateful for everything that we have. So. Awesome. Well, Jonathan, I think we'll, we'll kind of end it. I think we went <laughs> a little too long, but um, really, really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for sharing your story, for sharing the lessons along the way. You know, really an inspirational story, you know, coming up uh, from having nothing to now, you know, you're kind of at a place where you can have anything you want. So wish you all the very best. And uh, if anybody wants to buy your products, what's the best way to do that? Uh, you can hit us up uh, on the World Wide Web at downforsoundshop.com. And we also have a bunch of different social media outlets. I believe my team has sent that over to you. So you can check out those links as well. But uh, yeah, we'd love to see you become a customer if you didn't know anything about us. Awesome. Jonathan, thank you so much again and really appreciate your time and wish you all the very best. My pleasure. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you.